0: Did you catch President Trump the other day acknowledging Jesus Christ by name? Did you see him pointing up to heaven and saying we need help from God, not only from science in dealing with coronavirus? Most of the media totally ignored it, but LifeSite covered it. It was only one of the examples where you can see that President Trump is fulfilling that prophecy made about him in the 1980s by that Catholic holy man about being used powerfully by God. He is truly leading America back to God. And this show will show you many, many examples of how he's been doing that. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just this past Sunday, at Mass, we heard the reading from Isaiah about how God chose King Cyrus to free the chosen people from Babylon. Even though Cyrus was not a believer, he was chosen by God to carry out his will. That's the Lord's will. The Lord took the king by the hand, we heard in the reading. How very similar is that to that prophecy of the Catholic holy man Tom Zimmer we heard about from the 1980s who was told that God had his hand on Donald Trump and would use him as his instrument. And we've truly seen miraculous things happen with Trump. A man who literally no one could have believed would do anything remotely close to leading America back to God. And yet, look at what he's done. Just last week, Trump pointed to heaven, acknowledging God as the boss from where comes our help. He acknowledged Christ by name and his greatness.
1: You still need help from the boss. You need help from the boss. Somebody said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. I said, no. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ.
0: And boy, what an effect it had. Just watch this reaction.
1: Boy, it blew my mind last night and I, I was weeping like a baby when he said, Jesus Christ is the boss. Is the boss.
0: And just before that, he lambasted those who were bashing the Catholic faith of Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett, saying that he would stand with her and defend her faith. Watch.
1: But seriously, they're going after her Catholicism. I... We'll stand with her, fight with her, and we will uh, make sure that these attacks stop because they're really, it's unprecedented. They're basically fighting a major religion in our country. This is incredible. Fighting any religion, fighting
0: Catholicism is just uh, incredible that they can be doing it. Earlier this month, he spoke of protecting the Catholic Church specifically, praising the Catholic faith.
1: Now more than ever, our nation needs a renewal of the values this organization promotes, and that the Catholic faithful live out each and every day in peace. We love the Catholic people. We love the Catholic religion. And above all, we respect it greatly. As President, I will always support you in your effort to serve our fellow citizens and to lift up all humanity. I will protect the Catholic Church, and I will defend the rights of religious believers of every race, religion, color, and creed.
0: But remember how recently he was kneeling in front of the altar at the National Shrine of Pope St. John Paul II in Washington? And back in September, LifeSite's Washington, D.C. correspondent Doug Mainwaring reported, and I quote, Trump's official announcement accepting the Republican Party's nomination to run for re-election was immediately followed by a beautiful rendition of Ave Maria, the Hail Mary, sung in Latin, honoring the Blessed Virgin Mother. And while churches were being attacked and burned during the riots, he stood in front of the closest Christian church to the White House holding up the Holy Bible. But it was actually right out of the gate that we could see a massive sea change with President Trump, in stark contrast to President Obama, who intentionally omitted references to God contained in the United States founding documents and official declarations in his speeches, both at home and abroad. Trump mentioned God several times in his inaugural address and surrounded himself with faithful Catholics and other Christians. That contrast was most striking in President Trump's first Thanksgiving proclamation. Because in 2009, President Obama made history in his first year in the White House in that he was the first president to omit directly thanking God in his thanksgiving proclamation, a trend that Obama largely continued during his remaining years in office. But President Trump mentioned God eight times in his first thanksgiving address.
1: On their first thanksgiving, they came together to rejoice after their harvest and praise God for His provision. Since then, Americans have always remembered the blessings of freedom and the glory of God
0: i'm gonna tell you my favorite example of trump bringing america back to god in just a little bit but remember first when in february 2017 the first lady melania trump prayed the lord's prayer at a trump rally and the president complimented her for it it was incredible watch this
1: let us pray our father who art in heaven hallowed by thy name thy kingdom come Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us these days our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
0: And just before that, President Trump spoke at the National Prayer Breakfast. He said the world has a duty to stop the genocide of Christians in the Middle East, that we must never, ever stop asking God for wisdom. For us here in Washington, we must
1: never, ever stop asking God for the wisdom to serve the public
0: according to His will. Remember the President's first Christmas address? He spoke of the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in an address watched by millions and millions around the world. And that was... He was unashamed of America's Christian heritage.
1: For Christians, this is a holy season, the celebration of the birth
0: of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. In May of 2018, Mike Pence revealed that President Trump regularly asks himself the president asks to open white house meetings in prayer the president also is leading america back to god not only in a way that some people might dismiss as sort of pious platitudes he has taken action with real results for christians and you know there are so many items that i could list but i can only have time for a few so You might want to go check out this list from the family research council but here are only a few highlights already by july 13 2017 under president donald trump more christian refugees were admitted to the united states and that's only the first six months of 2017 so more christians were admitted to the united states than muslim refugees which is a great departure from the obama era in january 2016 president trump proclaimed january 16th to be religious freedom day he said no american whether a nun nurse baker or business owner should be forced to choose between the tenets of faith or adherence to the law and of course that referred to all of the anti-christian religious persecution happening in america because of the forcing of decisions around same-sex marriage in may on may 3rd 2018 trump signed the executive order creating faith based uh, a faith based office in the white house on october 12th 2018 us christian pastor there was a us christian pastor freed from turkey after the trump administration made a deal on December 26, 2018, the Department of Justice under Trump filed an amicus brief with the Supreme Court defending a publicly displayed cross uh, in, in uh, a Veterans Memorial. Trump got rid of the contraceptive mandate which harmed faith-based organizations such as the Little Sisters of the Poor. In May of last year, Trump signed an executive order allowing churches to speak from the pulpit on political issues, i.e. abortion, and not risk their tax-exempt status, while also protecting religious freedom in speech for individuals. The HHS under Trump has investigated conscience complaints related to abortion at least three times and in fact on August 28th the HHS issued a notice of violation to the University of Vermont Medical Center for forcing a student nurse to participate in an abortion despite a conscientious objection. On September 23rd uh, President Trump hosted a meeting during the UN General Assembly and gave a speech solely on the topic of religious freedom. During the speech, he announced a U.S. policy initiative to protect places of worship, pledging an additional $25 million in funding to protect religious sites and relics. President Trump also announced the U.S. would form a coalition within the business community to protect religious freedom. And this is, it marked the first time a U.S. president has hosted a meeting focused solely on religious freedom at the U.N. And that's according to the Family Research Council. On January 16, 2020, the Departments of Education and Justice issued guidance on constitutionally protected prayer and religious expression in public elementary and secondary schools. This guidance ensures that prayer in schools are properly protected and not unconstitutionally prohibited or curtailed. And remember when President Trump declared churches essential services because anti-religion mayors and governors were allowing liquor stores and abortion mills to open, but not churches?
1: Today I'm identifying houses of worship, churches, synagogues, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. Some governors have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential but have left out churches and other houses of worship. It's not right. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. I call upon governors to allow our churches and places of worship to open right now. If there's any question, they're going to have to call me, but they're not going to be successful in that call These are places that hold our society together and keep our people united. The people are demanding to go to church and synagogue, go to their mosque. Many millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life. The ministers, pastors, rabbis, imams, and other faith leaders will make sure that their congregations are safe as they gather and pray. I know them well. They love their congregations. They love their people. They don't want anything bad to happen to them or to anybody else. The governors need to do the right thing and allow these very important essential places of faith to open right now for this weekend. If they don't do it, I will override the governors. In America, we need more prayer, not less. Thank you very much. Thank you.
0: Well, it wasn't all just talk. On April 14th, the Department of Justice filed a statement of interest uh, protecting the religious liberty of churchgoers in Greenville, Mississippi, During the coronavirus pandemic, it was the city of Greenville banned all religious services, even those that were able to abide by social distancing standards, with drive-in church services. On April 17th, the Department of Homeland Security included clergy for essential support in its list of personnel and entities deemed essential for the purposes of responding to the coronavirus. And this designation allowed clergy and pastors more freedom to continue to operate and serve um in, in this in this time of need. On April 27, Attorney General uh, William Barr directed federal prosecutors to monitor and, if necessary, take action to correct state and local policies that discriminate against religious institutions and believers while battling the coronavirus epidemic. Now We've got to end this list here because it's getting too long. But I wanted to conclude with my all-time favorite memory of President Trump promoting faith in God. It was during his trip to Poland where in response to his faith-filled speech, the Poles could not help but chant, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. And what was his own chant, if you will? He said, America says with you, we want God. Watch this.
1: Through four decades of communist rule, Poland and the other captive nations of Europe endured a brutal campaign to demolish freedom, your faith, your laws, your history, your identity, indeed the very essence of your culture and your humanity. And when the day came on June 2nd, 1979, and one million Poles gathered around Victory Square, for their very first mass with their Polish pope. That day, every communist in Warsaw must have known that their oppressive system would soon come crashing down. They must have known it at the exact moment during Pope John Paul II's sermon, when a million Polish men, women, and children suddenly raised their voices in a single prayer. We want God. Together with Pope John Paul II, the Poles reasserted their identity as a nation devoted to God. You stood in solidarity against oppression, against a cruel and wicked system that impoverished your cities and your souls. And you won. We can still hear those voices that echo through history. Their message is as true today as ever. The people of Poland the people of America, and the people of Europe, still cry out, we want God.
0: For LifeSight News, this is John Henry Weston. May God bless you. May God bless Donald Trump. And may God bless the United States of America. Hello, this is John Henry Weston. I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the John Henry Weston Show YouTube channel if you haven't already done so. There you will find all the past episodes and much more. Thanks again for watching, and may God bless you.